Welcome to Legacy Women's Podcast, where we seek to encourage women in their relationship with God and one another through monthly conversations with the women of Cornerstone Church of Knoxville. When I was like thinking about this and thinking of people to ask, the list was so long. Um, and part of how I narrowed it down was Lillian and April, we, we have a podcast for the ladies of the church called Legacy Women's Podcast. And uh, Lillian and April and Sherry Kittrell were my first guests, and they talked about this topic. Um, Sherry's sick, so she couldn't be here. Um, but it's just cool, six years later, that you guys are excited to talk about this. Um, you are still faithful to pursue God in his word. So that's fun that we can follow up with you guys six years later. And then Janice is just another wonderful example of just pursuing God's word. She loves God's word. She's excited about this topic. So you all will benefit from them. So um, Lillian Prince, April Herbig, Janice Pierce are our ladies who are going to share with us. So um, just for the sake of time, we're going to move right on. Uh, what are some of the ways you've experienced joy through God? Through God's word. So, Hold it. is this? Can you hear me? Can y'all hear me? Okay. So this question was really hard for me because I, I just feel like it's it, it's hard to say one thing because there is so much joy to be experienced through God's word. Um, but I think more. But I think. Um, Overall, as I was thinking through this question, I just think it is getting to interact with the living God is like the greatest joy for me. You know, of course, you know, when I read God's word, I am um, I receive wisdom, counsel, I'm consult, all these things. But it's that I get to interact with a living God who is speaking to me, who knows me. He knows all the details of my life. He puts verses right when I need it, and it, you know, consoles me. Not, you know, unlike any other girlfriend or anyone that could give me advice, like God's word just speaks directly to my heart, and it, it pierces my heart, whether, you know, if I, I have a, a, you know, a situation. But I think for me, it's, you know, it's a living, he's a living God, and he speaks to me, and he knows me, so... When I thought about this question, I thought of kind of just learning the whole storyline of the Bible and how that, as you look to, um, like, look to it to speak about who God is and not just like, you know, okay, what should I do and what's the, you know, checkbox thing, um, just like seeing God's character and then somehow that just changes who you are and how you see yourself. And um, so that's probably the biggest thing is recently doing a chronological reading plan and, and just kind of seeing the whole story. And then it gives, like when I hear sermons on Sunday, then it's like, well, I know that's true. That's not just somebody saying it. It's like, I know it's true because I just read that. Or even the context of Lydia and her background and that being the first person in Europe, you know, to be a convert and just, wow, what does that say about who God is? You know, that he knew she, he was, she was going to be his, you know, and just like that changes you, you know, and gives you hope. So that's probably a big thing. 
It is hard to narrow down. I mean, I had, you know, I tried to think of two or three things, and you've touched on one of the main ones I was going to say, but I think also that um, when you know him, by spending time in his word, and you get to know him, you start knowing his heart and his passions and the things that he, he's moving towards. So therefore, you're, you're moved and you're changed to be drawn in that direction. And in that, for me, you know, we hear worldview, worldview all the time now, but it's really important what your worldview is. And to me, the word, through God shows me what the worldview is. It's through his eyes and what he has said, not what man has said. So um, clarifying for me um, what direction he's going in and that I need to join him there. Um, the next question is just practical. So um, I'd just love to hear from each of you what it looks like right now for you to spend time in God's Word. Okay, I wrote a whole lot on this because I'm old and I have a lot of more discretionary time <laughs> to spend in the Word, and it's wonderful. That's one of the good perks of aging in this season. I don't work outside the home. I never have, by God's grace. And right now, it's just my husband and myself, and we sit down and we have our quiet times together. I don't go off in a room by myself. I have done that before, but he sits in his chair, and I have my little area where um, I have all my things that I like to have, my Bible, my devotional, my journal. I journal. I like to journal um, as I read, like I journal my prayers, uh, starting like with the Thanksgiving and praise, I'll do that. If I'm working on a memory verse, I'll even, that's how I memorize, is by writing it over and over again. So I don't do that in my journal. I'd run out of a journal really fast. So I have extra paper. And um, so I have all those things. I have my coffee and a nice blanket. And as I'm studying and reading the Word, I use a devotional for some of my scripture reading. And then I also, I'm in a Bible study. And so right now we're in the book of John. So whatever that section is we're studying for the next time we meet, I'll read that scripture. Like I may read it seven days, the same exact scripture, and then it gets me more familiar with it as well as answering questions on that same scripture. Um, and then so many times, and I didn't realize what an impact this had made on my daughter, but um, she had seen her dad and I go like, did you ever see where it says blah, 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 you know? And then he, you know, he'll say, oh, I read that, 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 that. And she goes, that's what I want when I get married. I want somebody I can sit down with and discuss scripture with. So I don't take that for granted. She helped me realize what a gift that is, that we can sit and sharpen each other and be excited because it feeds. You know, if somebody else is excited about the word, it feeds your excitement. So the current job I'm in um, has changed to where I don't have to be there until, I don't have to clock in until eight. And so that's really late for me. So I used to do 12 hour shifts and so my schedule looked really different. But um, because I was used to having to be at work at 6.30 or seven, I just kind of was like, you know, if I just keep that, I'll just keep myself in that rhythm. <laughs> 
And so I'll just get to work early and then I won't be distracted with all the house things and to-do lists. And, and so I just kind of make myself sit in my car and a, a coworker that I used to work with um, said that she did that before our like seven o'clock time in kind of thing. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do that, but that has really served me. And then just having a plan instead of just, you know, picking someplace that, that just helps me. Um, but I've never been good with having a plan because as we were talking at our table, I'm a checklist person. And so it's always been, that's kind of tempting. And then I get discouraged if I don't keep up and so forth. But if you want a plan, I highly suggest, I get very passionate about this, but I highly suggest the Bible recap. And it's on the U version. You just look up plans and type in the Bible recap and it'll, it'll walk you through. But you can just listen to it if that's all you have time for while you're getting ready. Just, just listening to it. And then there's like a little eight minute teaching. So all, if, if you just do it, it's 20 minutes. So I would just encourage that. How to encourage that. <laughs> that Oh, <earlier>. that's okay. <laughs> um, so I feel like I've done many different things, at, which I sh probably shared in the first time we did this interview. Um, right now, I, so I have to get up my kids for school, the, the first sets at 6.30. So I get up before that to read. So I get up like in the five o'clock hour. Um, I don't always make the five o'clock hour. Sometimes I'm like, have 10 minutes, but I give myself a lot of grace. You know, it's my aim to do that and I desire to do it, but I also know that God can work through my 10 minutes or reading in carpool line or listening to a Bible um, app or something while I cook. So, but my, I'd love to get up before 6.30 and read. And um, I do things like I have my Bible set by the coffee maker the night before, I set my coffee, I set my clothes out. I do all these things so that I can make sure that I can get there in the morning when I'm not cognitive. I'm like, what couple things can I do? Shave a little time off, because it makes a difference mm -hmm. at 6 a.m. if you're looking for clothes. You know, it's just, so I do that. And what I'm reading is I, um, I'm a serious check person list. And so I do terrible at reading plans, but I don't let it discourage me and I keep doing it. So right now I'm doing our, I think our church did the Bible reading plan probably two years ago. I'm still doing it. Um, I am in September <laughs> plan, but I'm not deterred. And even when I read it, God still speaks. You know, it's like I, I'm two years behind and a couple of months, but God still speaks. And isn't that encouraging? So I do that. And then I also, there'll be seasons where I'll read, you know, morning and evening by Spurgeon along with everything. Or And I just give myself grace. In different seasons, I'll pick up another book with, with my Bible reading. But that's what I do. 
Yeah, that's good. It's not behind if you're doing it. So. Okay, yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> and, and I like asking this question to different people because you do get different answers. And I replayed their podcast at the beginning of last year. So if you go to it and listen to them, I also asked them like what they'd done in different seasons of life. And so they had a lot of great ways they did it when they were working, when they had littles or when April was working, you were working the 12-hour mm -hmm. shift then. And yeah. so they had good things um, just ideas because every this does look different for everyone in different seasons um, but the, the idea is just do it yes, find a way to yes, do it yes. um okay real quickly what are some of the hindrances you faced you've shared this a little bit but are there other hindrances that you faced um finding consistent time in the world and how have you tried to combat them so um there's always hindrances i mean it's not hard to think of them i can you know uh illness, um, you know, job, not sleeping enough. There's so many things. But I think uh, no matter how long that list is for me, the hindrance is always myself. It's, you know, Satan will tempt me and say, oh, you didn't get to it. Just, you know, you failed. Try again tomorrow. Or Satan will tempt me to think you didn't spend enough time it's going to be a really bad day. You know, and all these little thoughts, that is the hindrance. Because what that does for me is I will believe it. And instead of continuing to pursue to, well, I didn't get to read today. I'll try later during the day. You know, I, I just, I can feel like I failed. And so for me, the way I combat that is that I know that I have that enemy who is pursuing me in this. So it's just kind of like, if you know your enemy, then you kind of have a goal to work towards. You know, like if you had like a battle and everyone is fighting and they don't know who the enemy is, it's just chaotic. And so for me, like I know those common temptations and hindrances and I know that Satan will tempt me so that when I feel that discouragement, I'll say, that is not true. And I will continue, like whether I, you know, I have little note cards around the house I put verses on. I'll just like, I'm gonna meditate on that while I wash these dishes. Or, you know, I just, I speak to myself and say that is untrue thought and that is Satan trying to tempt me. And so I'll bat it that way. And so practically what that looks like is I will have these resources around me all the time. So like I'll have a Bible in my car. I will have verses on note cards in my kitchen or stuffed in my Bible, or stuffed right now in my gas gauge where I can't see my gas. My husband's like, this is dangerous. I'm like, it's God's word. But, you know, I will, it's like, it's, it reminds me of like that movie, which I think he said this to me, like, you know, in Signs, when they put water everywhere, and then the end is to kill an ant, whatever. But it's like that. I'm like, where can I insert God's word? whether it's like a book full of God's word or scripture like around me so that when my weakness, I will not say, well, I can't do it. You know, that I have it there ready for me. So um, I think that's my answer. Um, I think for me, lack of desire and just wanting to read to feel good about myself or something, but then not really desire to know the Lord. So um, that that's why I think this Bible reading plan has been really helpful to me is because I've, it, it starts with, a, with praying these five 
five prayers every single time, so you just basically memorize it. Um, and uh, I've seen God answer that prayer. Like, Lord, give me a desire to know who you are, to see you in your word, to give me wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and that that knowledge would not puff me up, but would help me to love you and others more, you know? And I'm like, he's answering it. I see him answering it. And that is so encouraging because I feel like I'm knowing him and desiring him more. And that's not me. That's not me conjuring that up. So I think desiring it and praying then would be the how to combat that and then seeing God answer that. Um, so. Well, I agree I'm my own hindrance. And in that, um, the way I answered this was because I have um, the ability to be consistent, and I, I really have the desire too, but I can get legalistic about it then and get overstructured and um, really lose um, the contact with the Spirit in the middle of reading His Word to where it's about the text and, you know, um, even memorizing, it's about memorizing. And so I have to be, the Lord's been really, especially since we've been here, particularly at Cornerstone, He's been really kind to show me um, legalism traps, like a, a phrase somebody will say, and I'll go, uh-uh, no, can't go there, because I know that will feed this beast. And so even in my quiet time and reading the Word, I have to be very careful um, that if I start getting in that mode or it becomes just rote, you know, this is what I do, here I go, you know, the Lord's just kind, really, the Spirit just, He just really lets me know that's what I'm doing and calls me out on it, and uh, I'm thankful for that. So that would be my biggest hindrance, I think. Um, so can you end with just a final encouragement to these ladies to just encourage them to enjoy God and His Word? I would love to because the thing that really um, just turned my passion for quiet time, God's Word, spending time with Him was Bible study, going to Bible study with other women, studying the Word in a, a book you know, not happenstance, but very good, sound Bible study. And the, um, I mean, my husband even testified to it in that he was like, are you still in there working on those questions? And I'm like, yeah. And it'd be like an hour or so later, and I wouldn't even know that it had been that long because I was so interested. And the more I did that, the more I loved it. So I would just say... Um, and then just even at our table tonight, encouraging when you're with other people studying the Word or studying a, a topic like this, to, dis to discuss it encourages you. And, and I think that would be the biggest thing, that if I hadn't done that, I don't think my, I mean, who knows? I mean, the Lord's sovereign, but I feel like that was a turning point for me. And I think it was... Uh, testified to so I can really pinpoint that was a turning point as well. Yeah, I think just if there's if you know what your what your thing is that's keeping you away from being in the word um, to just pray and ask ask the Lord, you know, like I I I want to know you know more, but I feel like I don't want it enough or whatever it is that, you know, and 
and then just finding a finding a time and a place and even if you you know fail at that like getting getting to it again and just asking the lord for help and knowing that he just wants to receive you he just wants to have a relationship with you he's the treasure not just like what it you know that you're so amazing because you're doing xyz or whatever um so just knowing him i guess praying for that i would say um I'm very passionate about this because I, I think, you know, we can all say there's something that we are discouraged about when it comes to Bible reading. Um, and I think that praying, um, but then I think to just do it and to do it in faith, like, because we can think, you know, when we hear, um, we just in our mind might think, if I had it like this, then you know, it would be great, and I would have a wonderful devotion. You know, whatever that looks like, whether it's coffee or quiet or, you know, like a spa experience, you know, basically is what we all want, right? But even if it's not that, to just still do it. You know, I, I read, and I, it makes me think of this um, illustration where a woman said, you know, we eat our vegetables because we, we must. We don't wait till we're like, you know, it's perfectly candlelit and we're all warm and cozy to, to eat a green bean and know that this is going to be nutritious and I'm going to eat it because everything's like perfect. No, you eat it because, you know, I have to eat vegetables. It doesn't matter if you're in the car, you just eat it because you have to. And I feel like that's the same way with Bible reading. We can think it has to be this perfect thing or I'm not going to get the nutrition from it that I only get nutrition or I hear from God if it's like this. And I just think that's false. It's not true. And so to just to dispel that thought that it has to be this perfect thing and to just do it and that God, you know, anytime we put ourselves underneath or the, into the way of God, you will receive. It's a promise. You know, when we pray, when we come to church, when we read the Bible, it's like, like if you imagine like a waterfall gushing and you're sitting at the side and you have this cup and you just want a little bit, but there's so much and it's never ending. If you just put your cup underneath it, you will receive it. It's, it's just a promise. So I just, my encouragement is to just do it. However, it doesn't matter what it looks like and God will meet you. It's a promise and he's faithful and you will be so surprised and it will be contagious and you want to keep on going back. And that's how we grow in our faith. So that's great. Can we thank these ladies?